It's not. It's not Saturday. <laughs> yeah, it's a little. It's a little weird, right? It's a little weird. It's, yeah. it's a little, I'm looking at. I don't. Uh, seem right. Midweek. That whoa, yeah. <laughs> uh, hello, everyone, to oh, a early uh, fandom initiative episode. Mm-hmm. This is if you are watching uh, now. We are. On, it's Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, happy new comic book day to you. Happy Godzilla versus uh, Kong day as mm-hmm. well. Hope you enjoy that. Yeah. So we came to you early because this Saturday we're not able to do a show. Show, my oh, voice is cracking. There we go. Back at it again. The voice is cracking. That's money. That's going to be a good show, folks. Hasn't happened in a while. Money the environment. Um, yeah, this is. So Mike was like, hey, how about we, you know, do a show Wednesday? I said, That's, that works perfectly. And our uh, guest today will also be able to join us in the discussion. We are going to be talking about. A movie that you know people have been wanting to see for a minute. They've been clamoring uh-huh. for it. They've been asking for it. They've been dying for it. Uh-huh. But first, let's get these introductions out of the way. In this corner, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> the man across from me virtually. Mm. Uh, this is the cinema CEO. He is the cinema god. He is also one half of the tag team champions of the world, along with Lady Mina, who has her podcast that is called Mina and Mawa Politicking for the Culture. She is the cinema empresario. Oh, boy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> they also have a podcast called the AMZ mm. Listers, which is diabolical go and listen to it please mm-hmm. uh it's just it, michael and mina the way they dive into movies and everything like that and the discussions are go listen mm-hmm. please it's on all platforms correct yeah yes it is it's yes. on all platforms go and check that out please this is michael williams Thank you, brother. Thank you for the illustrious introduction, brother. That's <laughs> what I be. <laughs> I'm happy to be back with our uh, listeners and our fans and our watchers. Yes, this will watch it. Oh, that's uh, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, tight neck on that one. Uh, <laughs> if you know, you know. Yeah. And myself, I am the hungriest man in the room. You can take that however you want. I am the hungry bleak. I also have a uh, solo podcast, which I. Uh, host along with uh various guests every episode uh it is called the hungry bleak podcast again there was nothing special that i could think of a name that that, that was it folks that's it my, he's my still, creativity he's still big time though he's still big time hold on hold on when i walk in the room the tax bracket drops don't let's let's not let's not let's not do that uh i am antonio pomares and thank you very much for joining us as michael said uh and we appreciate all of the of lately we have been getting so much uh, more of, of of viewers and followers and we appreciate that thank you everyone who is liking commenting subscribing sharing uh and just being a part of this we appreciate it. thank you so very much yeah all right now michael why yes, don't sir. you and why don't you introduce this gentleman that has been on the show previously. Yes, he has been on the show previously. My man from the way, way back. <laughs> um, he is an independent actor working on some projects. He's got some stuff going on. Let me just bring him out here. My man, Michael Andrews. Hey, how you doing? Hey, what's going, going on, Mike? Hey, hey, hey how, y'all, how y'all doing? Thank you for having me back, man. I'm loving the show, man. Thank you. I really appreciate it, man. 
appreciate you. Thank you very problem, much, sir. No Thank problem. you very much. That was a very that was a very Arsenio Hall type of uh, introduction, and, and I dig that. He was like, you know what, man, just just, just get them on out here. Right, so, so today we are discussing a movie that people have been clamoring for. They wanted it. We finally got it. Um, was it last week, or was it a week before that we got it? A uh, week before last, I think. All right, time flows so differently now. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be talking about obviously Justice League and Snyder's Cut. Yes. Um, now there are two versions on there actually. One is regular, um, and one is in gray. It's like like a grayscale. Mm-hmm. I actually started watching the grayscale this morning just because to see if it actually was gray. Mm-hmm. It looks really nice. I'm beyond. I mean, they both look great, but the gray it just fits Snyder. Yeah. Gray rain fire and armor <laughs> you get those four things in a, in a star movie he's like oh you you done messed up now son. <laughs> oh you <laughs> so i'm gonna let so what did y'all so now i now now we have two michaels so one's gonna be michael a one's gonna be michael because <laughs> i'm not perfect. trying to say michael and everybody answer that's perfect <laughs> all right so, so mike a as our guest what what did you think of the movie um i loved it I loved it. Um, I remember going to the theater to see the original 2017 cut Mm -hmm. and walking away, shaking my head like, this is what we got. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, Michael will tell you, I mean, you're not going to find a bigger comic book geek than me, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was really disappointed. You know, I I felt that it was rushed. Um, the, The characters were very underwritten. And I don't know, like, I mean, Josh, you know what's, what's sad is that Josh Whedon, just a few years, a couple of years before, gave us the Avengers, <laughs> which mm. at that time I thought was like, probably besides The Dark Knight, was is the greatest superhero movie mm-hmm. ever produced. Mm. Avengers was perfect. So I know about the whole tragedy with Snyder's daughter and whatnot, and they brought Whedon in to, you know, replace him and whatnot. And I'm saying... This is the best that Whedon could do. Uh, it was it was a disappointment, and then you heard like um, the backstories from um, uh, Ray Fisher about you know um, crap going on backstage and whatnot. But anyway, um, after seeing this Snyder's four hour cut, I walked away thinking this is a masterpiece. This is perfect. I don't know what, say some people, Warner Brothers had a problem with it. What problem could they have? This this told a, a more fleshed out story. It felt like a comic book. And the fact that, I mean, this told from Cyborg's point of view. Cyborg came out per- perfect. I mean, all the characters did. You know, it felt like a, a, a true team of heroes. This is how a, a comic book movie is supposed to look and feel like. I had no problem with. It. I'll definitely watch it again. I'll definitely watch it again. It was, it was, it's, it's perfect. It's, it's a, to me, it's a ten out of ten. All right, that's. Uh, I mean, it, it, this movie has a lot going on, not just, um, you know, as far as what's going on screen, but as far as behind screen. But we didn't find out until actually before this even dropped. We didn't yeah. find it out. So there's this movie's got a lot. A lot of stuff around it. A lot, um, Michael. What were your thoughts on it? I enjoyed it. Um, 
I thought this is the version that we deserved to get in 2017, but we didn't for a whole host of reasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, I think this version gives a lot of context that was missing the first time around. And I mean, I don't think it's a, I still don't think it's a perfect movie. Like there, there are things and, and I've, and I've said this before and, and you and I, Antonio have had these discussions about there are certain things that I don't like about <laughs> the interpretation, especially of one character in the film. Um, but other than that, it's a really good movie. Like it's really good. I mean, I understand that it's long and I understand that people feel like it's, you know, it's an, it's an investment. And I admit that it's an investment. It took me two nights to watch it. (laughs) You know what I mean? But, um, it's much better this time around Through, through Zack Snyder's eyes fully through his eyes. And, um, I think it's one of those things that kind of puts Warner Brothers in a very difficult position if you're paying attention to the news now, right? Yeah. Like this is this is something that the fans wanted. They buckled to the fans wanting it. The fans have gotten it, and now the fans have not are not are not, I should say, going to let this sit exactly where it is as just we got this thing, we should be happy. And that's it. They want more, you know, and and I think that it's going to put this is going to be a real test for Warner Brothers as well as HBO Max because HBO Max wants more because they recognize that this is drawing people in. This is drawing people in who probably wouldn't have subscribed to the service prior to this. And Warner Brothers doesn't seem too keen on wanting to foot the bill for this. I mean, they barely wanted to give Zack Snyder the $70 million to finish this movie, let alone more money to keep going. So, I don't know. It, it, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens from here. But if I was if I was running Warner Brothers, I would let this be a jumping off point for more programming and dealing with, you know, those DC IPs that they have, because that's what they need. That's what they need to compete right now with, you know, Disney plus and to a certain extent, Netflix, you know what I mean? Like they Mm -hmm. need these things to be fleshed (laughs) out and oversaw correctly in order to keep people's interest, you know? I agree. I mean, they've definitely got a uh, a paradox on mm-hmm. on their hands, mm-hmm. um, especially when they have already said that this is you know not canon, um, that this is going to be you know its own separate thing. Which, in my head, truthfully, because of the way that the DCEU is has been structured and done, I just naturally think of it as oh, this is just something that they did just for HBO Max. That was my thought to mm-hmm. begin with. Mm-hmm. But then after seeing it, <clears throat> because like the both of you, I saw the um, mashup mm-hmm. uh, first one, because that's the only really, really way that you can really describe it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Snyder's cut. And I was like, these are two different movies. They're they're not even they're not even cousins. They don't even live on the same block. 
They don't. These are like two different films altogether. Like within they the are. first, within the first six minutes, I remember saying this is a better film than mm -hmm. the first one is, and you can tell. I mean, like which shot is which shot, and like mm -hmm. who, like whose is whose. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, it just has. It's more stylistic. I mean, it's perfectly Snyder, and I, I make this joke, but I'm dead serious. Give Snyder rain, slow motion. Uh, armor like spears or something like that, some type of armor like that for soldiers, and possibly and fire. fire. Uh -huh. And this dude is like, he's like, oh man, you y'all done messed up now. Uh -huh. And that's what we got. And I understand that as long as four hours, I understand it's long, but people sit and binge stuff all the time. All you got to do is press pause, uh -huh. go eat, go to the bathroom, spend time with whoever, uh -huh. come back and watch it. That's all you got to do, or you know, pause it, watch something else, then come back to that. You know what I mean? Just like you do any other time you binge something. Like the most episodes I can watch, I can binge something is maybe four. This movie's four hours, mm -hmm. and it's also it helps you because it's broken up into chapters. Yeah, as if it was going to be a miniseries, which I believe was people have, have been saying that it's supposed to be a miniseries mm -hmm. like this, mm -hmm. which makes sense the way the chapters are broken up, which I like. Mm -hmm. Um, and it caught me off guard. I look, I've said this from the beginning. I did not like the way that Aquaman was represented. I could not stand it. It, it, <laughs> it aggravated the piss out of me. Mm. This movie did it over. And look, there's a reason why I got this shirt. Yeah, I see. I see. Look, bottom I see, line, bro. we got you got a rep for the Atlanteans. I know. Wait, Atlanteans, and I see a Black Panther shirt. Oh shit! Yeah. Damn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. So, I'm, so, so I'm I'm Namor right now. You know what? My bad. That's it. <laughs> uh, but, but this movie was so well done um it's just a completely and it, it totally someone actually said that <laughs> they was um uh keith cross uh writer of um of a day black he said uh zach snyder made a four-hour movie called kiss my ass and i'll be damned if it didn't this movie was so much better and it shows Whedon, aside from what we know of, of Whedon now, um, it shows that Whedon is kind of like a one trick thing. You know what I mean? And it, it showed so much in his Justice League portion that he did. It's like night and day. That is such a marvel. And I'm not trying to be funny by saying, but just from, from even the comics point of view, that's such a marvel look. And you can feel it, the banter, the cuteness, uh -huh. what have you. Uh -huh. You need that darkness because if you know Marvel and DC, DC is the darker of the two. Uh -huh. You know, it is the more violent, the more quote unquote realistic, if, yeah. if, if that is a way to say it, yeah, yeah, way, yeah. Of, way, way of looking yeah. at it. And it's darker and grittier. I mean, you have a, an orphan dressed up as a bat running around beating up people and then asking them to talk. That doesn't <laughs> work. You just broke my jaw. I can't uh -huh. say nothing, bro. Uh -huh. My clavicle gone. You know what I mean? So, yeah, the, the, the Whedon cut just, the Whedon cut doesn't cut it. I'm not trying to be funny, but it doesn't. If mm -hmm. I was to tell somebody, hey, go watch that movie, then watch this and see the two differences, it, it's like, I mean, it's like just night and day, honestly. It, it's like yeah. night and day. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, the characters were much more fleshed out. We got to see the characters that we saw cut. Yeah. Uh, seeing and just I'm like i'm trying to why would you so you decided to keep a cgi mustache but you didn't want to keep a scene where cyborg 
was doing a great superhero thing and giving someone money so they could pay their bills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, and all the characters that he cut were characters with melanin in their skin. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of BS yeah, going on. That, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's there was some stuff with that. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. when you got when you guys heard about the fact that they wanted to make <clears throat> a cyborg movie, like at first, like oh, great, cool. When you saw the mo- when you saw the Justice League, cut, the original Justice League cut, what did you think about like like were you like why would they want to have a cyborg movie? They they did nothing with them. Why? Right, exactly. Yeah. Um because Cyborg, Cyborg is one of the most compelling characters in DC. I mean, it's a tragic character for one thing. Yeah. Mm. Backstory. And I I'm 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 at a loss why we didn't diminish him the way he did. I just don't get it. Like I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, like you said, like like watching this watching this movie, this new cut, is 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 definitely night and day. I mean, you you, you understand Cyborg's relationship with his father in a much stronger context than you did in the weed and cut. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you understand his anguish over his his physical appearance. Why you know um, his relationship with with his with his late mother. Like I don't know. I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm disappointed because Whedon is you would think he's a much more talented and more responsible filmmaker than that, and he would just mm-hmm. cut. I don't. I, I just. I really don't understand. Like I said, you, you look at it and you say. You say to yourself, "This can't be the same guy that gave the, gave us the Avengers." It can't be. I, you know what I mean? Um, I mean, it, it can because that yeah. looked like Avengers. Well, he yeah, should I, never. He he can't do that darker feel. I don't know right. if that makes sense. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. it makes sense. It, it it does make sense. I mean, yeah. I I I honestly thought that the cyborg parts of the original release were probably the strongest parts of the movie, hmm. even though even though he had cut out all the con all the contextual parts of it. I thought that part was probably the best part of the entire movie. Like the, the whole introduction of cyborg and kind of like what little bit of development we got in 2017. Mm. And, um, I just think that in, in, in the Snyder cut, it just gives it all this dimension that should have been there in the first place and just makes it it just makes the cyborg character even even better (laughs) this time around and and um i i don't it's just it's it's mind-boggling to me that joss whedon could have made a movie like avengers and then and and Honestly, you know, I think he he put himself in a box because Joss Whedon had said years ago, and this was after Avengers had hit and it was a huge hit and, and made all this money. And I don't remember where he said it. I don't know if it was an award show. I don't know where it was, but I remember him saying something to the effect of. Uh, Warner Brothers, if you wanna, if you wanna make DC work, call me. <laughs> and, and I think in some ways he bit off more than he could chew by saying that. Yeah. 
because now when he yeah. when yeah. he was put in the situation to kind of do it and and this is the thing and and Tony and I have talked about this before like after a show that we did where this whole thing came up and I said I don't even understand why Joss Whedon just as a director and in in an honorable situation <clears throat> with knowing what directors go through to develop films would have even taken on this responsibility from a guy who had already started a movie and left under you know some really heavy circumstances you know what mm-hmm. i mean yeah. so you're basically asking whedon to come in here take what already is a framework of a movie and then try to finish it by changing it like that doesn't make any sense Mm -hmm. (laughs) i mean it makes absolutely no sense to me at all yeah and and i think that was where whedon made his mistake is that he he believed his own statement he believed his own press and then when he went in there and he, he he tried to do what he tried to do he got himself into some serious trouble you know and then when the fans finally saw the the end result of it they were like what like you could literally see it's almost like the movie has a seam straight down the middle mm-hmm. of it like mm-hmm. you can see the stuff that is Zack Snyder yeah and you can see the stuff that Whedon tried to do and it just doesn't mesh it doesn't mesh at all mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean so i i it's like two different, it's two completely different movies. It's, it's but, crazy. But you know what's funny though? Because of how shitty it is, it actually looks, it, it actually matches up to um, v, B versus S with mm. that ridiculous yeah. looking way. That's why you look at it and you go, no, no one questioned it because it's just as bad. You're like, yeah, okay, all right, fine, all right. <laughs> like nobody, because when you're, because. As long as you're consistent, whether it's good consistent or shitty consistent, nobody's yeah. gonna question. Yep. Yeah. I agree. But with now that. you look at the MCU now, mm-hmm. you look at it and you like, man, the Russos. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Bet. We don't. Nobody. I look at Avengers now. The first one, I go, okay, but it doesn't hit me like when I'm watching one of the Russos movie. I go, yeah, that's that's what's up. Yeah. You're you're giving me a hot pocket versus a whole meal. Come on now. Right. It, it doesn't, and I understand it's iconic because it's the first time that such a huge project was 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 put together. Because mm-hmm. nobody thought when we saw Iron Man, we didn't think that we'd be getting Avengers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We didn't think there was going to be this link there, that there was that that was the start of the actual MCU. We didn't think that. And then, you know, you get it, and you're like, oh wow, it's great, what have you? But then when you see later on, you're like, oh man. Mm-hmm. And then when you see what Whedon does, and how would you go into this going, I'm going to make this really bright. I, You know what? I was watching Justice League Unlimited the other day, and I think <laughs> I'm going to do this. What makes you... I'm not a director. I've never been on a movie. I've never, never done any of this. I look at it, and I'm like, I would never think to yeah. make... You know what? This is, yeah, again, yeah. Snyder. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make uh, Superman come back, and he's going to be really fun. He's going to start quipping. He's going to be the guy that you know. You know what? Get... You know what? Get Tim Daly. We're we're, we're going to get him in here. Like, yeah. why would you that thought process? Yeah. And again, if you're consistently shitty, people are just going to go, okay, cool. Well, is the movie finished? That's all we care about. Yeah. 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 It makes no sense. 
Um, as far as like, since we've compared the two and we've just completely eviscerated, um, <laughs> the the other film. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the the what moments really stuck out for you in this? Uh, Snyder's cut. What 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 moments or what moments or characters that are now in the movie stuck out to you, Michael A. Um, Lois talking to uh, Martha Kent. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I thought thought it was a pretty cool moment. Um, okay, Martian Manhunter. Okay, I dig the character. Um, especially within the pages of Justice League, mm-hmm. but I don't know if you maybe maybe you know where I'm going to go with this. Um, <laughs> it, it was it was cool seeing him visually, mm-hmm. but why didn't they? And okay, him talking to you know Bruce and what Bruce at the end, yeah. Uh-huh. Why didn't they include him in the battle? <laughs> I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm a little puzzled because because I was waiting for this to pop up. Yeah, I was waiting for this. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, because I'm saying to myself, if he if he kind of knew what was going on behind the scenes, why 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 wasn't he why wasn't he there? I mean, I was, I'm just I'm just kind of like I mean, when I, I was like, I don't know, and then, and then people on social media were making fun of like you know his his his. Uh, uh, dialogue with Bruce, and people saying, "Well, he got the gall to say, well, if you need me next time, call me.' We could have need you, could have used you now, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, but I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, maybe hopefully we see him again in the future in the, in the DCEU. But it would have been cool to see him interact with Superman and Wonder Woman. You know, in in the conflict. I'm just saying. You know, so I mean, what do you guys think about that? <laughs> I'm just saying, because I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm just like, okay, now you show up, <laughs> it's over. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm, I'm going to let Michael go first. Because <laughs> I want to see if, if he, I don't know if anybody else is thinking the way that I'm thinking, but I'm going to let Michael go first. I'm um, actually out in left field. Scenes that, it, scenes that I really kind of liked in this movie that kind of Oh, no, no, um. As far as um what uh t- Michael A just said about Martian Manhunter, like like what were your thoughts about that? I you know I I like Martian Manhunter. I, I like Martian Manhunter as a character, and it's it's interesting because it kind of feels like the way Martian Manhunter is used in this movie, mm-hmm. and I don't know if I don't know if maybe Zach kind of caught himself thinking long term that. Hey, this movie's oh. gonna be a hit. Okay, I'm gonna save him until I get to do Justice League two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Like, I, I think, I think that might have been a, 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 a that might have been a fundamental mistake on his part, right? Because mm-hmm. it's kind of like, you know, the, the the Warners have itchy trigger fingers right now after BVS. Why not just? why not just shoot your entire gun in this movie (laughs) and have Mm -hmm. everyone in it and then you know if the dust settles on your side of the line and you get to do a second one then you can 
easily bring Martian Manhunter back as part of the team. But you should have used him. You should have used him in a better way, I think, in this movie. Even though I liked, even though I liked that he established him in this movie, I think he could have used him in a much better way than he did. Hmm. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that is a good. One. Still going way away from my. Okay, bro. Okay. Sorry. Uh, There's another scene that I liked. Um, yeah. Can't believe I forgot. Uh, the one with Barry Allen. Uh, when he's, he's trying to get the job, yes, and he saves the girl from the from the potential car wreck. I thought that was a cool moment. I did that. Too. That was um, uh, Iris. Iris. Iris yeah. Yeah. And I, and, Iris. and this very little. <laughs> the reason why I really like that scene, besides besides my issues with Ezra Miller, mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> is that <laughs> is that. <laughs> Is that there's very little dialogue in that scene? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. basically looks between him and Iris that kind of is the dialogue of the scene. Yeah, and that entire thing, the way it goes down, tells you a lot about what their what their chemistry will be in the future. As well as how it kind of established itself in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that's, that's true. That's very true. That mm. yeah, that scene does I actually I I know some people say that it's too long, but I, I actually mm. like this. It it is too well, I mean it's, it's again it's a Zack Snyder movie. You're gonna get a lot of you're gonna get a lot of slow mm-hmm. motion <laughs> and some of that slow motion is gonna be slow. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I mean what have you. They gave him the budget and they gave him the toy, so he was going to use every drop of it. Again, he made a four-hour movie called Kiss My Ass. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. there you go. Um, what were the scenes that, that stuck out to you, Michael? Um, yeah, I mean, b- besides that, besides that, Barry Allen, uh, Iris West <laughs> scene, or whatever mm. you want to say. Um, This is gonna sound weird when I say this. I thought the actual beginning part of the movie was actually pretty good mm. because I don't know. I thought it was really creative to have a situation where Superman dying and him yelling because he's being stabbed in the heart with a with a Krypton spear is the whole thing that kind of starts off the chain reaction of mother boxes being activated almost as a, and not almost it is, it's a symbol. It's, it's a, it's an indication to, um, you know, dark side and his minions that the earth is no longer being protected by a Kryptonian. Now mm-hmm. it's time for us to go in and do what we want to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that that was a really good scene. Uh, I'm trying to think. What else did I like too? Yeah, I liked the other. I liked the the other whole scene of um, the scenes that add context to to um, to Cyborg. 
Like him playing football and him being angry that his father didn't come to his game. Um, I mean, that's the thing. That's the beauty of this cut of the movie. That there, there are these little things. It's not even huge things. It's little things that kind of say, okay, well, yeah, like that greatly adds to my appreciation of not only the scene, but of the story in general. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. those are two things that kind of stand out to me. That definitely stand out to me. Yeah. And, and of course, the, the money scene. The money scene that everybody wanted from the last movie mm-hmm. that they didn't get. The black suit. <laughs> the black suit. Yeah. Superman scene. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. yeah. And, and that whole, the whole, that whole scene when he goes back to his ship and He's hearing his two fathers speak to him. You know, it's just it's just really good, like really good. And again, that scene to me also just kind of shows you how good a choice Henry Cavill was to be Superman in the first place. Because yeah. a lot of a lot of the things that Henry Cavill does is not even really with him speaking. It's it's the look on his face it's it's the looks he gives it's the emotion that he has like he has a, a ton of emotion when he goes into that ship and he's hearing Jorel speak to him but he's also hearing pa Kent speak to him at the same time and they're basically the same messages to him mm-hmm. the earthly father telling him you know be who you want to be you, you know what i mean like and his father's telling him that, you know, these these earthlings, they wanna they wanna follow you. They want you to be their protector. You know what I mean? It, it's mm. and it's not even that Henry Cavill needs to say anything. It's just the look he has in his eyes of like it's a look of it's a it's a it's a mixed look. It's a it's a mix of the sadness that his father his both his fathers, both his father figures are gone, but it's also this look of knowing that he needs to make the ultimate choice finally of what he's going to be. Is he going to be Kal-El forever, or is he going to be what the what Earthlings know him as, as Clark Kent slash Superman? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. One, one thing I loved about um, the Man of Steel was the fact that there was the conflict. Yeah. Um, the fact that you know, and 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 that, and, and and I honestly I thought at the time I thought that was revolutionary because, you know, anyone who's a true Superman fan like we are, you know, his his choice was was clear cut from the get go. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to use my powers to protect people. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna use my powers to become a protector of Earth. And right. battle the forces of evil, and yet Snyder gives us a version where, you know, Jonathan Kent is telling him, "No, don't do it, don't do it," because you come out the woodwork, and these things that you can do, people are not going to accept you. Right. And I thought I was like, "Wow," mm-hmm. because even going back to like um, the nineteen seventy eight Superman, mm-hmm. where Glenn Ford played Jonathan Kent, even he was telling him. Listen, I don't I don't know why you were sent to Earth, but mm-hmm. you were sent for a reason, and I think it's a mm-hmm. good reason. And mm-hmm. you know, 
do 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 what you got to do. Mm-hmm. This, in this version, Jonathan's telling him, "Don't do it." And I was like, "Why is he? Why are we? Why are we seeing this Jonathan kid?" But I uh, but I got it. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I said, I mean, and I like the fact that Superman felt did feel in this go around conflicted. Okay, I have these abilities. I'm not human. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what I am, but you know, I'm scared that you know, what do I do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, do I do I do I listen to Jonathan or do I listen to Jorel? Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Um, yeah. I'm torn. Um, so I do like the darker interpretation of Superman, but you know, to the point where it's like, okay, at some point he will eventually say, you know what, I have a responsibility. And like I said, like I said, people. The people are looking to him for leadership. Mm-hmm. They need a savior. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, Batman is Batman is a savior, but but Batman is dark and broody. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he can be cold blooded, which yeah. I don't have a problem with either. Yeah. But you know, I like the fact that you know, I mean, what that's what, that's one of the things I always loved about the Superman character is the fact that he is selfless, mm-hmm. and you know, people. Love and they need him. We're, we're a lost people because nine times out of ten, a lot of us w- want to choose the bad, the wrong things to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, here's, and here's a man who's saying, "You don't have to go that route, and yeah. I will help you." Yeah, you and know what I mean. We all think, have choices to make. Yeah, and I think yeah. essentially that was the smart thing for Snyder to do because yeah. I, I actually kind of saw. I actually kind of saw a quote this week from him that of why he decided to actually shoot that scene in general with him going back to the ship and getting the black suit and things like that. And he was saying that it was, it was part of a much larger arc that he had in mind for Superman from the beginning, you know, which is almost reminiscent of how, you know, the, the MCU saga is kind of seen through Tony's eyes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we we're introduced to Tony and then it's, it's basically Tony's arc of a various number of decisions, good and bad <laughs> until we get to the end where he kind of has that redeeming moment, right? For all the yeah. things that he chose, you know, errantly that kind of put us in this situation <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what i mean and and to have that redeeming moment of being able to restore everything to where it needs to be and he basically was saying that you know that i mean that um snyder was basically saying that he had chosen to give him the black suit because he just felt like Kal-El in that moment would choose to wear a black suit that is more representative of who he is when he was on Krypton. That it kind of represents what he was when he was on Krypton and that if he had gotten to do more things after this, that he would fully flesh out the arc where he would go back to the red and blue suit. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, so it just 
again, I have not, I, I have not had a problem with what Zack Snyder has been, been doing with this Superman arc at all. And, and I've said it many times that this was the kind of Superman that I wanted to see. I mean, I love Christopher Reeve. I really do. And, and there's no question that I love that interpretation of it. Right. Yep. But I can see that interpretation. Like I said, anytime that interpretation is on TV hundreds of times <laughs> during the year, I own those interpretations on disc. Like I can see that at any point, you know, what I wanted to see was a movie where Superman deals with the gray areas of being somebody who is not of earth, who is expected to, you know, take care of a planet of flawed beings. And how would that, I mean, how would that really work on his psyche? Right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yes, people want me to be this savior, but do I want to be that savior? Like, do I feel the, do I feel the weight constantly of having to be the guy who saves everyone, you know, and do, am I not allowed to have feelings about that (laughs) feelings in general? You know what I mean? Like, that's the beauty of what he was able to do with Man of Steel. And I know a lot of people didn't like Man of Steel, but I did. I loved it. <laughs> I did because it's the, it's the Superman movie I've been wanting to see for the longest time. Yeah. I mean, even and I, I know we're we're kind of off the off the topic of of Justice League Zack Snyder proper, but I just wanted to bring out a couple of these things. Like, like, um, I think the other thing that I really liked about what he did with the Superman arc also is the the general zod interpretation by michael shannon which is completely different than terrence stamp right it's it's just so much different and it needs to be because terrence stamp played the hell out of you know the guy who is potentially smarter than Mm kal-el and is the guy that anyone will follow through a brick wall in order to go and get kal-el and kill him Right, the terror, the 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 Michael Shannon thing is more like it's almost a more sympathetic portrayal of General Zod. Like you know what his you know what his his mission is. His mission is is that he's already seen Krypton blown up, so his people are dead. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they're all dead. There's only one other person other than the the two minions he came to Earth with that you know knows what Krypton is and how we can try and reestablish a world that's like Krypton. You know what I mean? So it's almost yeah. like he's trying to seek out the one other person who might understand him for who he is even though what he's choosing to do may not be necessarily the best for humanity because it clearly isn't (laughs) he just is like you know we are we as a people need to survive as well kal-el so this is why i'm here 
You know what I mean? Like, mm. you should come back with me and we should reestablish Krypton. And of course, that puts them on opposite sides, right? Because Superman is like, no, like, these people deserve to have a chance to live too. But yeah. it's just, it's, it's the way that Michael Shannon plays it is just, it's just great. It, it, it's great. It, it's different. It needs to be different. And he succeeded in that. But getting back to the whole thing regarding, you know, the Zack Snyder cut thing, I just thought it was a brilliant choice to kind of, to kind of keep it, to keep the through line going through Superman. Because Superman's specter in this movie is kind of felt when he's not there at the beginning. And even when he comes back, you're not really sure what side of the line Superman is going to be on Mm -hmm. until Lois brings him back into the fold. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, to, To reply to what Mike A was saying about Martian Manhunter Mm -hmm. and him not being around. Yeah. My first thing was, well, do we know how long he's actually been here on Earth? Mm. Because how long has he been masquerading as him? Yeah. Or was that his first identity? Mm-hmm. That, yeah. Has he been around? Because even in, and I'm not trying to be funny when I say this, but even in Justice League Unlimited, mm-hmm. he left the League for a while. Mm-hmm. Even when all that stuff was going on, left the League was going on. You know what I mean? And then he decided to come back when it really got hinky. He had had a whole life in China. He had a wife and everything. He was mm-hmm. happy as hell. Mm-hmm. And then he decided to come back. So we don't know how long he's been there. I did. I had forgotten that he was even in the damn Snyder, Snyder cut. I had forgotten about it until he came back. And I was like, oh, I totally forgot about it, that he was there. Mm-hmm. And Bruce was even like, um, oh, you, you got us next time. Like, where were you at? Like, when I was right. Right. like, like, Bruce was really mad. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. And and I know that he turned around like who the fuck yeah, who was that yeah, yeah. right and, and I was actually Alfred hoping, yeah you know who this <laughs> exactly what and I was actually hoping I was hoping that he would say that his name was John Jones there in that yeah. scene I was I was mm-hmm. I was almost certain he was gonna say it <laughs> and he didn't say it I was like oh, okay mm-hmm. you know what I mean uh, but it does make but what but, oh oh no no go ahead I'm sorry. Um, now I was just gonna say because okay, when you like read some of the reports like prior to the film's release, they made you feel like Martian Manhunter was going to be a major part of the film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but even so. but but even I mean a, a major part as far as like being like almost like a cameo, I guess if that's what they mean by major, I mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But that was yeah. yeah. But if if we're going to go with what Michael was saying, which it is almost like, and we love using this term, backdoor pilot before a movie. But this is because they did their movies out of sequence. This could have been the way where he would have gotten his own solo movie. Then you then they would have fleshed him out more. Yeah. You know, because that's what they've done. They haven't gone in the sequence of the MCU with the way this movie was. I have no problem with the fact that they went out of order or Mm -hmm. quote unquote, excuse me, out of order because of how they were doing it, because this movie completely would have changed the entire DCEU. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we, something from this, this is like the flagship, which is what it's supposed to be, because this is it. Um, and it would have changed everything. So imagine getting that John Jones movie. We would have found out maybe more about his character, maybe, maybe on Mars, 
mm-hmm. or maybe what happened when, when he got here and how he got here and how long he's been here and was he actually doing the whole detective thing like 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 we mm-hmm. know that he was doing mm-hmm. at one point mm-hmm. um and actually being john jones mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. um because he's as strong as as superman and he's like he's a telepath everything he has all these incredible abilities but we only got that but so that was my thinking that we were going to get a standalone movie with him like out of yeah. order yeah just like we were just supposed to get a cyborg and flash and stuff like that yeah. um scenes that hit me were obviously um regaining aquaman when he put the 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 the, the trident the, the extreme trident <laughs> try means three um that it tried and threw uh, Steppenwolf. Mm-hmm. I, I needed, I, when I saw him finally being Aquaman and being this guy who is incredibly, incredibly strong and tough and basically bulletproof and everything like that, Atlantean, I loved the, the Aquaman scenes in this movie because they made me forget about the Aquaman movie, which I, I don't, I, <laughs> that movie just doesn't, it doesn't hit for me. Yeah. Really? It does yeah. not hit for me. No, yeah, it doesn't it does hit for not. me either, Mike. The minute I heard that <laughs> cheesy guitar riff when he's on the sub, I said, "You know what? Bet, give me my money back, AMC. Run your yeah. pockets. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, everything. Yeah. Um, how do you cut Willem Dafoe from a movie, even if it's only two minutes? How do you cut Willem Dafoe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you cut? You need that face in a movie. Mm-hmm. I don't care what he just brings mm-hmm. something to it, which is so awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the, the Aquaman scenes obviously give me the the final battle was so different from the battle that was in the other movie i i I loved it i love the fact that wonder woman yes the wonder woman scenes as well i don't care what is going on she could be making a cup of coffee if that music pops up Mm -hmm. i'm on that scene i don't Mm -hmm. care you can say whatever you want about me i don't give a shit Mm -hmm. and seeing that scene in the museum i want to say it was or gallery Mm -hmm. yeah when like you 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 felt that scene more in this one because of how she was going through and you mm-hmm. felt like oh this is in the other one you kind of felt oh she's a warrior in this one you were like she is a warrior she was trained mm-hmm. by war- she at matter of fact all the amazonian scenes wonder woman and on themiscaria mm-hmm. themiscaria mm-hmm. hit different so mm-hmm. amazing mm-hmm. and hard hitting and just uh, just felt right um but that scene cutting off his head and then it's rolling to dark side's foot and then mm-hmm. we see a pot, and then we see like what's going on with, and uh, as as always, Dark Side standing there like, <sighs> <laughs> did y'all get my equation? No, yeah. uh, I, then I then I don't care. Exactly. That scene, and including exactly. including everyone from Apocalypse, mm-hmm. Decide, Granny, goodness. When I saw her, I said, oh my. The only thing that we needed were uh, the the Furies. That was it. Mm-hmm. That was the only thing we needed, but you know what? I'm not mad at that because pull that back for the next one. We're mm-hmm. not going to get it next one, but that, <laughs> but but it would have been cool to leave it because you don't want to have everything in that movie. You want to yeah. pull, pull some things back, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And MCU has done that before, so we can't really gripe on that saying, "Oh, well, why wasn't this? Why wasn't?" That? When we've had that before, and we don't mm-hmm. know the backstory of what these characters have already been through, because there was stuff going on all over the planet, not just in the city that they were in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Marvin yeah. Man, so Marshall Manhunter could have been somewhere else fighting. That could have been that other movie because because we again the Age of Heroes is upon us. There's been Age of Heroes again, so there means that there's other heroes out there. 
Mm-hmm. There's always been more than just the league. There's always been more than just us. And some people tell, sometimes forget that. No, there's all these other fights going on around, you know? So that could have been expanding on there, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but that's the problem with when you have superhero movies, sometimes timelines and yeah. where things are at. Because yeah. a lot of continuity there, they can be misplaced and we sometimes forget that we don't know. Mm-hmm. Even the people who are making the movies do that at times. So, mm-hmm. again, the Amazonians, um, Aquaman, those are like my two uh, warrior classes. They show that they were warriors. You saw everyone's expertise. Um, Ray Fisher, damn, man. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ray Fisher and Joe Morton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally different um, mm-hmm. uh, ending for uh, for uh, uh uh, Papa Stone, yeah. totally different ending, and one that hits so much more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everything that he did, and I didn't need him to be in that 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 Titans, that Teen Titans when he's like, you know, changes form. He's with his dad. It's like mm-hmm. I I didn't need that because this hit or because he's still angry and he's still hurting, and he never got that closure with his father, and his mm-hmm. father just gave his life for him. Mm-hmm. Now he's mad at himself. He's still mad at his father. He's got a lot going on. He doesn't, his body, he's still trying to figure it out. Uh All that conflict, a movie for him would have been ridiculous. Yes, of course. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. So those three things are the things that hit for me. There's also supposed to be, um, a Green Lantern was supposed to be in this. Jon Stewart. Yeah. It was supposed to be, oh man, um... Trying to remember his name. Oh my God. Uh Trevante. Trevante Rhodes? Oh, I want to say yes. Okay. I want to say that's what that's supposed to be him. Mm-hmm. I have no issue with that at all. I have no mm-hmm. issue with that at all. I yes, bring it. Bring bring him in. Bring in Vixen. We're gonna be getting um <laughs> Yeah, uh, exactly. All this Hodge as um as a Hawkman for Black Adam. Black Adam, if this is in the same tone. Black Adam is in the that kind of same tone as this because it has to be because it's darker. Black Adam plays no games. Hawkman, yeah, yeah. yes. Well, the only yeah, thing that yeah. they did wrong with that was, and this is no offense to him, casting Pierce Brownen as Doctor Fate. They should have went with my da- my man, um, Oded Fair. I hope I'm saying his name oh, properly. Oh, Fair, yeah. oh, that dude, yeah. how can you not? My man mm. from the Mummy, my my man, my man from <laughs> my man from the Gigolo. I can you mm. not? Of course, mm. gotta get that. That dude is just. He should have walked in and been like, I heard you wrote the movie. I'm here. I even got my own helmet. I don't know if y'all know this or not. Mm-hmm. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. You know, but we'll see what happens with, um, but I'm, I'm excited to see that as well for that. Yeah. What, what, now, Mike, you talked about a scene that you, that you did not like. Yes. What scene was that? And <laughs> please tell us why. <laughs> Run their uh, pockets, Mike. Run their pockets. Jesus, it's, it's about like three quarters of the scenes with Ezra, as uh, Ezra Miller as the Flash. So it's basically just Ezra Miller. <laughs> yes, okay. partially. Yes, okay. I also think partially it's that it's the choice of suit too. Like I don't feel like mm. he would be aerodynamically as fast as they try to portray him in the movie with that suit on because it's like armor. You know what I mean? It's like, I understand him having maybe that suit when we get to the future Mm. in the nightmare scene. I completely understand him having that suit then. 
right? Mm-hmm. Because it's a completely different time than this is the time of Dark Side. He doesn't want to get hit with Omega Beams if he can help it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then I understand him having that suit on. But when he wears it now in what is supposed to be present day, I don't even feel like that would help him move any faster. You know what I mean? And, and I also think, I, you know what it is? And shoot me, shoot, shoot the messenger, please. <laughs> I think my problem is, is that I am more than pleased with how Grant Gustin plays him on the CW. And the way that Ezra plays him is almost like he's a buffoon. And it just doesn't work. It doesn't work for me. It just doesn't. It doesn't feel genuine to me. Because I almost feel like what Grant Gustin plays him for is there's inherently some drama with, you know, Barry Allen. Mm -hmm. Like, Barry Allen isn't just this happy-go-lucky guy who wound up with powers. You know what I mean? Like, he lost something. He lost his mom, and that changed him. The, I mean, the, the moment that that changes him, he becomes a completely different person. And I'm not saying he can't be... I'm not saying he can't be happy despite experiencing that trauma and carrying that pain, because he will carry that pain the rest of his life. Losing a parent will change him. Yeah. It just will change him forever. But there's just something about the way The Flash is written in the Zack Snyder universe that I just don't buy. Like, I don't buy that he would be that way. I don't buy that he would be this kind of aloof kind of guy. Like, I I just don't. I don't. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I I just think Mm -hmm. that you need somebody different that is able to kind of pull out the drama that's there. Like, and I'm not saying that I'm I'm not saying that he needs to be as I'm not, I'm not saying that he needs to be as hard as Batman or he needs to be as hard as Superman or even Wonder Woman. He can have, you know, quips here and there, but I feel like the quips are just too much for him in Zack Snyder's universe. It's like Give me something, Zach. Like, give me, give me some kind of drama that he has. You know what I mean? And maybe that was purposeful, right? Maybe he was saving that to show you in his own movie. Maybe we'll finally get that in that long-rumored Flashpoint movie that he's supposed to be doing. I mean, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Well, I mean, we we don't get a lot of the Flash. I mean, even even as far as we don't get a lot. Of, I think he might be the most underutilized character as far mm-hmm. as the the six and not the seven. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, actually, the, yeah, he is. He's not the most underutilized <laughs> under seven. Actually, Martian Manhunter is. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but exactly. Maybe if they had had more for him, they would have had more of that depth, more of that drama, more of that other side. Because all you got to see, yeah, was that side because they didn't give him very much to begin with. Mm-hmm. The, the, the dark, the no, I shouldn't say the dark is the most dramatic scenes you see with him are with his father and even those are still kind of light so maybe that's just to be the opposite of everyone else in the movie 
maybe like i'm not maybe maybe i'm also not even happy that they recast that because supposedly in his own solo movie they recast uh they recast the father role which was being played by billy crudup in this movie is going to be played by oh god what is that guy's name i don't know the guy he was he was in office space um Ron Livingston, I think, is his name. He's gonna be playing Flash's father. Yes. Oh wow. Okay. That's that's interesting. You know what? I can actually see him. It, and I I don't I don't mean anything by this, but I can actually see him like sitting in that chair behind the glass. Like mm. I can actually see that. Mm. It actually, uh, yeah, they could. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, it's an interesting choice. I, yeah. Right, and I'm not even sure. I mean, I hope she's still in it. I don't even know if she is. I the the the. The the woman that plays Iris West is um Kiersey Clemens is her name. I'm not even sure she's coming back. Mm. Because she was attached to the movie years ago when um a director named uh Rick Fakayuma was gonna direct it. And he directed Dope that Kiersey Clemens was in. Mm. And he's also directed some Mandarin. some of the oh, better episodes of The Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if she's still attached to the movie. Probably not. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I mean, that was a long time ago. Too. Yeah. That was a long, yeah. That's a long ass time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? That is a flashpoint, though, because now everyone's different. So, yeah, it totally makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Solved your exactly. problem, WB. I exactly. got answers and I got exactly. solutions. Yeah, I mean, my oh, primary my my primary problem is just with the Flash character and how it's portrayed in this version of it. I just don't feel, you know, and I know that there are different versions of the Flash, and I understand that, but it just doesn't feel right for what he's trying to do. You yeah, know what I, I mean? I have a question, and i this this is my personal this is my personal opinion as well like what watching okay in some ways i kind of like miller but at the same time do, do do you ever do you guys get the feeling that they're, that they're trying to make him like their version of peter parker yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. absolutely okay yeah i mean he's a down on his luck kid mm-hmm. um you know uh, trying to make it on his own made, made his own suit out of mm-hmm. what have you so yeah. all he needs is you know i'm rich to to hear Here's a suit that I developed for you. Like yeah. that's, you know, that this will help. You know what? Here's your fun to have. Like that's, you know, their version. Of, yeah, I would totally, unless, the, un, until they bring in another kid, that's uh-huh. I, you know, I guess you could say Spider-Man. I'm, I'm just keeping that Spider-Man. You could say um, Shazam, um, Billy Batson, uh-huh. as far as like their kids. But in, but as, but in, but in the context of Justice League, like this movie, I guess, yeah, that would be the close thing. But then again, if you look at it that way, you know, you can say, oh, well, you know, Stark is, you know, Wayne is like those comparisons, those links there, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, yeah, I, yeah. With the quips, it just doesn't, Miller just doesn't, Miller doesn't give off that same vibe. And yeah. I understand people like him, don't like him, what have you. People talk about the way he ran and everything like that. I'm like, look. I'm gonna run with it, no pun intended. I'm just gonna see what happens with this. He ran differently. Okay, I want to see why it kind of like fluid, like what, like maybe he—that's his interpretation of how the um, the Speed Force 
like would feel to him because it flows around him. It's fluid. Maybe that's why he did it like he was swimming. I, I honestly don't know. I, mm. if, that's a, if that's your biggest complaint, I mean, then you totally didn't see that mustache in the beginning of the goddamn movie. I'm going to be honest. With you. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Exactly. I agree. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So for each of you, a scene that you did not like. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I, I should say, no, no. I, I should say, a scene that you're glad isn't in the Snyder's cut. No. Real quick. I, I already know mine. <laughs> uh, even Mike though it's a, even though it's a scene that was loved by people, I I, I already know mine. Mm. Um well it's it's not a scene per se, but it's an interpretation, it's a character interpretation, which I'm glad they toned down for the Snyder cut and uh it's uh Momoa is Aquaman. Mm. Um in this in this version he's a lot more serious and he doesn't come off as douchey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like he did in the um in, in, in Whedon's movie because that whole that whole scene in, in, in the original where um he was hitting on Wonder Woman mm. and I was kinda like it, mm. I, I, okay, it, it, it was it was kind of funny, but at the same time, I'm looking at it like this is not how Aquaman is supposed to act. Well, I mean, unless they're trying to unless they're trying to tailor it to Momoa's sensibilities, I don't know. Um, it just it just felt really weird because like the characters are looking at him like, and then he realizes that um, she has the lasso of, of truth. <laughs> oh, he's sitting on it. Yeah, he's yeah. sitting on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, if he, he felt he came off like a bit of an asshole, and and and, 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 and okay, and I'm, I'm even going to take it back even further. Like, um, Mike, Mike, you said you weren't crazy about the Aquaman movie. Yeah, yeah, and, neither of us was. Neither one. I, I guess I guess I'm the odd man out because I kind of liked it. Mm. Um. Okay, you know what? I mean, I don't know. It's just that's just me. Um, I. I really didn't have I really didn't have a problem with the tone of it. I mean, like him trying to discover and fulfill his destiny reluctantly, you know, hmm. um, coming to face with um, you know going face to face with uh, Willem Dafoe trying to show him, listen, this is your birthright, blah 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 blah. Um, his interaction with Mira, I I I, I liked it, yeah. but. I, you know. I, I don't really have a problem with yeah. what they I don't have a problem with the narrative structure of the film. Right. The problem I have with it is it's not very James Wan. Okay. Until there's one part in it. And the part of the part in the trench mm-hmm. is completely James Wan. Okay. The rest of the movie is the WB saying this needs to be light <laughs> because this is what we want. Yeah. And that's it. Right. And, be, like, and, and because we have a sex symbol. It pretty much. And this is going to be like a rom com. Like, um, do you guys remember uh, Romancing the Stone? Yeah. And all the, yeah. that scene when they were running on the rooftops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I immediately said, look, just get Michael Douglas and um, <laughs> Kathleen Turner. <laughs> and, and get her. Yeah. And just put them on this goddamn roof. Okay. Right. Because that's what exactly. they were trying to do. They were trying to do that adventure. Finding love, exactly. romance, kind of thing. <laughs> exactly. And then that, and I said, this is that was their exactly. that was their their attempt at it. it and no, it, it wasn't anything about because they had built it as being 
a horror movie. They were going to have it be a horror movie. That's what they kept saying. Yeah. And when John James Wan came over, everybody, oh, this is, and I've been wanting a superhero horror movie for the longest time because there yeah. are some great characters. That, and the trench, when that scene came up, I was like, this is Wan. There's no, everything else, I don't know who that cat is. Wan yeah, must they, have been off. Yeah, they absolutely yeah. missed. They missed, in, and they missed on this opportunity because when you really sit down and think about it, even, even the most experienced swimmer people who love the water in the world will tell you water to a certain extent has this horrific element to it right yeah. like if you get caught in the water even the best swimmer can die <laughs> you know in the water like and and you have the perfect guy the guy who has literally built you a horror universe at WB to do a horror uh, to do an Aquaman movie that would absolutely rock as a horror film with a hero coming out of the horror of the ocean, right? Mm. You don't even you don't even get that really. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean. You, you don't get that at all. Yeah. So that's why I had a problem with it. It's probably the worst billion dollar making movie I've ever seen in my life. Oh yeah, it did make a lot of money. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, it did. Yes. Yeah, it did. It totally did make you know what? I was part of that because I was in theater wearing this damn Yes, exactly. So I I guess, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And because exactly. I that was the movie I was the movies I was most excited about were Wonder Man and uh, excuse me, Wonder Woman and Aquaman. Yeah. Those are two movies I was the most excited about. Yeah. Um Michael. What was it for you? What was that? Or did you already uh, no, play no, your hand? With, no. With it? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I'm sorry. What was the question again about worst worst scene? It was the, the scene that you're glad was, wasn't in the other uh, Snyder in cut. Zack Snyder's cut. Yeah. Um, A scene that wasn't in the original movie. That whole beginning part with Superman and the and the 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 handheld footage with the kids. Mm, yeah. That's one of the. <laughs> That's one of the worst things I've ever seen. Like you could literally tell that effect, that effect to hide that mustache is horrible. Like it's, it's absolutely horrible from the weed cut. Like that, that right there. This is my version of it. This is that, that, that exactly that right there starts the movie off in the worst way possible. It was basic cut. And I'm glad he. Well, I'm glad because it it wasn't obviously it wasn't Zack Snyder's filming, right? So it's not in the movie. That right there, hands down, is the one thing that's the worst. One of the worst parts of the Whedon cut, and I'm glad. It's, I'm glad he doesn't even attempt to revisit it in Zack Snyder cut. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's just like, yeah, no, yeah, no. <laughs> Just like, shave, just shave. Let me just put it this way Zack Snyder's <laughs> beginning to his cut absolutely tramples the beginning of the week. Cut absolutely yeah. tramples it. Yep. It sets a tone, you have to set a tone. And your tone yeah. was the shitty CGI, yep. kids, handheld footage. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is what we're gonna get. All right, mm -hmm. and you know what? We actually sat there and watched it, so I can't even be a matter. Oh, and 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 the. The side note, the side note that I'm glad didn't make it into this version either, is for some reason Whedon thought that it made sense in one of the battle scenes towards the end of the movie to give 
all of the heroes their original music from other movies. Oh, yeah. yeah. In oh, the yeah. Whedon cut, he gave Batman his original music from yeah. Batman 89. Superman, he gave him his original music from the Reeve movies. Wow. I, I gotta watch that again. Oh my god, it's, it's, no, you it's don't. terrible. No, you don't. I gotta watch that again. You need to just fast forward to that scene <laughs> and listen li- and just listen to the audio. It's <laughs> awful. All right. Just, I mean, th- that is the way that you mess up classic music I- immediately. Like, in a situation that you tried to use it, it's like, I understand what he tried to do. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work. But that was him trying to be Whedon. Like, that was him trying yeah. to, you know, hey, he loves dropping little Easter eggs and little nods and everything. And, 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 and yeah. superhero movies, that's become too prevalent. Some it's, I mean, dropping Easter egg, that's cool, what have you, but don't let it get in the way or make your scene yeah. even choppier. Yeah. But again, if you're consistently shitty, you're going to accept that shit on the plate and you're going to eat it up. Yeah, I'm not yeah. even sure what music he used. I'm not even sure what music he used from Wonder Woman in that scene because what did you do? You went back to Linda Carter's music? <laughs> Which definitely wouldn't have fit in that at yeah. all. Like there would have been no way to dovetail that seventies no. Wonder Woman music into the other <clears throat> two musics he used. It would have been, it would have been laughable. No, like I, I, I don't know. Like, what I yeah, I don't know. Was <laughs> uh, like, Linda Carter? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I mean, uh, for for me, it was the um the scene where. <sighs> um, they're saving the civilians and Flash is pushing a truck and Superman has the house. Mm-hmm. And then they use that to do the race scene. Mm-hmm. And, which is, again, another nod to fans, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't need it. I don't, I've seen enough of superheroes saving people and stuff like that in those scenes and I understand that that would happen in, in that situation. Mm-hmm. But let's focus on this right now. Let's focus... I mean, everybody else left it except for them. They had a truck, right? I mean, I, I realized it wasn't moving or whatever, but still, you had time. It, I mean, maybe, maybe that's just me being horrible and just saying collateral damage. Mm-hmm. But y'all could have left. Like, you didn't want better for your kids. Like, you shouldn't have been living anyway. I'm gonna be real. Like, like for real. Like, I, I, I understand people are impoverished in their head, but really, but I mean, for real, though, man. Yeah, there was nothing. There. What was he doing? There was nothing. Like, what did he do for yeah. them? Does anybody remember? I no idea. exactly so there was nothing where were you working what were y'all doing mm-hmm. there was no plumbing in the house where were you getting anything from come on mm-hmm. man you need better for your family if she divorces him <laughs> in the Zyder, and the Snyder Cut needs to have a divorce scene with them in there he he he's horrible horrible yeah, provider exactly horrible. exactly but that was that was a scene that I was like I didn't I, and again, I understand the race is like, you know, who would win the people. But as Michael knows, I hate that versus mess. I, mm. Who wins? Whoever the writer is, is feeling that day. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Whoever the writer is feeling that day. That's it. Um, OK, so just so to end the show yes. and as a juxtaposition to the worst scene, what was your favorite scene in the movie? Real quick, your, your, your fa- favorite scene or favorite character? Um. Look at the wheels turning. The wheels turn on the brother. Oh, look at that! Look at this, brother. Um, the bat, the battles, the battle scene, final battle. Um, mm, oh, okay. My, fav- that was my favorite sequence of all. 
Uh, I mean, just I mean, just just a lot of great stuff. I mean, it's really hard to really single out one, but I mean, the battle scene felt a lot more accomplished in this version. Mm-hmm. Um, character-wise, Batman. I mean, yeah. I mean, I've said it before, and I'm saying it again. I I mean, I, like my fa- my favorite on-screen Batman has always been Bale, Christian Bale. Mm, okay. Because um, to me, under um, Chris Nolan's direction, I mean, he felt closest to the comic book Batman, mm-hmm. especially in this era. Um, but I love I love what Ben Affleck is doing. I mean, his character, his interpretation is a lot darker. It's more jaded. Um, because you, you, would, you think a man who has been crime fighting for 20-some years, at a point, he's seen the good, the bad, the ugly. And now it's like, you know, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. He knows it's a battle he may never win. So it's like he gets to, a, it, it, I guess he gets to a point where it's like, you know what? You know what? I, I deal with murderers and, 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 and punks. I got to be a fucking, I got to be a, a, a beast. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so with, like, like when people were talking about, oh, Batman doesn't kill. I did have a problem with that because he was like, listen, sometimes I got to get, I, I got to get dirty. So I, lo- I like, I like, I um, like Batman, you know, in, in, the, in the Snyder universe. Okay. You know, so yeah. Michael. Uh, that would have to be my favorite scene in this, in this cut of the movie is probably... Am I saying this right? The epilogue that comes at the very end? Yes. Yeah. Um, even going back to B versus S, which I is another movie that I have issues with, although I like the longer cut of the movie is the much superior version of it. I always had this feeling that even when there's that jarring scene in the middle of the movie with the flash coming back from the future, telling Bruce that Lois is the key. I was like, man, I'm like, this guy, is this guy really trying to go for injustice? And, And when I was thinking, I was like, man, I'm like, this might be the most brilliant thing he can do with DC right now is to, to do a straight on injustice kind of storyline for these movies, because that's the kind of thing you need that is, that is different than what Marvel is trying to do. Right? Mm-hmm. Like it's the kind of thing that you do to counterpoint Marvel so that you have two things existing in the fandom right now that are both things that people want to see. Like you have the, although people would say that Marvel is lighter, it still has some weight to it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you do an injustice storyline, it's like nothing but darkness and weight. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So that epilogue at the end of the movie it just absolutely confirmed everything that I thought early on in Zack Snyder and what he was trying to do. Like to have the Joker basically just sitting there <laughs> as as part mm-hmm. of as part of now Batman's team yeah. against Darkseid and Superman is just amazing. Like that scene 
is great. Like that's how you use Joker, not the way he used Joker the first time in in Suicide Squad. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't like that interpretation of it at all. But for him to reshoot that scene with Jared Leto with long hair, because I could buy that. I could buy that Joker never hasn't hasn't cut his hair in God knows how long. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, and, there ain't no barbers. Exactly. And mm-hmm. and for him to have that discussion with with Batman at the end of that scene where, you know, he kind of basically lays all the blame at, at, at Bruce's feet for the reason why Lois is dead and why we're now in this situation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's just really good. Like it, it, that's a really good scene, you know. And I, I really wonder how that would have impacted people the first time around mm. if they had seen that in a theater. Like if that had been the end sequence to a Justice League movie in the theater, mm. I think people would have gone. Maybe not nearly as insane as they did when they saw Thanos for the first time at the end of Avengers. Yeah. But they certainly would have been like, what? Like, what is going on right now? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, I really like that epilogue scene a lot. Like, there, there's a lot going on in that scene. But... And even the fact that you have Bruce dropping f bombs there in that scene is, is also yeah. very good too. Loved it's it. just, ah, oh, man, <laughs> I really wish the people had gotten a chance to see that on a big screen in a crowded theater. Just that scene in general. Yeah, I mean, it it makes more sense in that that Joker, and you see their dynamic and their relationship in that scene perfectly. Yeah, like you could build a movie on that. Like, how did you get to this point? Yeah, like like you have a whole movie about how they got to that point. Yeah, and such like that. Like, yeah, that epilogue was great. Um, and your character, it is a Joker. Did you say it was Joker? Uh, or was it? Hmm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I would say it's Joker. It, it, it's how it's how he used the Joker and how he mm. kind of should I say breathe the right life into Joker. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a different. And him wearing like the the police vest too. Mm-hmm. I was like, this guy's such a dick. He's just oh, <laughs> exactly, exactly. But it, but it's Joker esque. Like that's something that Joker would do. Like just to be, you know, just everything he was even saying to him. Like just trying to push Bruce and push Bruce. And he's like, mm-hmm. and when he says, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking kill you. I, I am gonna, I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm gonna do it. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. That that scene was great. Uh, for me, it's and. In, I like the way that they redid it. Um, the scene where Bruce goes looking for uh, Aquaman. Ah, yes, yes, yeah. yes. I love that. Most of most of my likes have been stuff about Aquaman, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, it just when because he doesn't want to be bothered. He's and mm-hmm. you know, King Tide and it's like that. And it's not all quippy and everything like that, like mm-hmm. it was in the original. It's like he's saying, you know, I know he here he comes here on on the King Tide and he brings in everybody's like. Meanwhile, he's the world's greatest detective. And you don't have to be a detective to know that who in this room doesn't look like anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. 
Jason mm-hmm. Momoa is like in this scene, he's like nine feet tall. Yep. He's like four hundred pounds <laughs> sure. of muscle. Yep, yep, yep. He's like a hundred pounds of of, yep. of like tattoo. Like he's just standing there. And he's at the bar, and there he's like, yeah. The guy comes in there, and he's like, is he drinking? And you can tell that he's the king there because mm-hmm. the way he he's standing there, and everyone's answering for him. Like you're my servants. You speak for him. I'm not talking to him. Just 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 like as if like a, a king was in his court. And you have the you know the person standing there and coming next in and the person you know doing the ushering let's say mm-hmm. bring the person in that's and he was standing there like I'm not he's beneath me I'm not gonna say it. and then when he's like so you really do just dress up as a bat he's like yeah it's complicated and he's like oh, all right I guess I'm gonna get it all right cool whatever and then the yeah. scene people were weirded out by this scene and some people said wow nobody wants to acknowledge that Aquaman comes to this town and these women are sitting here singing his name singing about him and the one sniffs his sweater and i was like <laughs> that's kind of roguish kind of because mm. it always bothered me that he would just take off a sweater that always bugs me in movies when i was here but takes off their clothes and they just throw it down and i'm like yo like that shirt like you you're not gonna mm. find that shirt again why are you so why are mm-hmm. you just doing it it always bugs me so when she picked up and she sniffed it and i was like oh all, all right like it, 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 it made sense to me. But I've always liked that scene. But this scene was just more fleshed out. It was not as j- jokingly. Like it was seriously. Like I'm, tra- I'm putting this team together. I need your help. I need your help. And and they don't show him in that glamorized way. They just show him standing there, and then he's not there. He's like he's gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they don't. So they don't show up his powers just yet. What have you? Yeah. You know. Um, character. Uh, I'm gonna say in this one, I gotta go with. No, it's no, it's not Aquaman because I've already praised him enough. Oh. I I gotta say Cyborg. The way they showed Cyborg as being that, you know what? Actually, come to think of it, Mike A, yeah. Cyborg could be the Spider-Man for this movie because of what he's trying to do. Yeah, that true. too. That's true. That's very true. Because that's, that's, Spider-Man that's would be the guy who would bring back someone's purse if he found that's, the mugger. Yeah. So he's the one trying to do this. That actually makes sense because mm. Flash. I mean, was just trying to get a job. Mm-hmm. Because he was, I guess, homeless because nobody knew where he was at. Really, he was stealing mm-hmm. like power from the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I, so in in this respect, maybe like Cyborg is really the Spider Man of it because you know, yeah, we're seeing it through his eyes. Right. Okay. And he's That's doing that neighborhood, like even though he's like you know, um, you know, this larger than life hero in essence. Truthfully, yeah, he's doing this little thing, little quote, quote unquote, little thing. Of giving this woman this money and saying that she wants some type of concert or something like that. Yeah, that's yeah. some that's some neighborhood Spider-Man type of stuff where he'll mm-hmm. bring your your purse pack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've so. done it a thousand times in 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 your damn video game. So yeah, I know just do it. So yeah, in that, in that way, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's actually yeah. yeah so honestly, this is kind of making me want to watch the movie again. I'm not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> But I think I'll watch the actual grayscale because mm-hmm. I want to see that one more. The Justice is gray version. Same amount of time. I don't believe there are any different uh, scenes. It's just in in like not really black and white, but more grayscale. Like it yeah. really is like that. And it looks from like the ten minutes I watched of it before we came on, it looks really good. It does. Yeah. I just I just found out about the gray version. I didn't even know until until today. Someone else pointed that out on um, on Facebook. They, they watched mm-hmm. the gray version. I'm like gray version. What yeah. are you talking about? I was like. Mm-hmm. What? I don't think it was released on the same day. I I just happened to be on there and I saw Gray and I was like, oh, I, I thought it was maybe some type of documentary on mm. what was going on. I was like, oh, mm. I want to see this. Then I saw it was four hours. I said, wait, hold on. 
Wait, that's a long documentary. Hold on, wait, wait, hold on. No, uh, uh, uh. Don't do this again, Zach. Don't do this again, <laughs> WWE. What? That, but then I saw that, that it was the movie, and I said, like, "Oh, okay, that's cool." And it, like I said, it looks really good. Yeah. Can, um, can so, I, yeah, can yeah, I yeah, give yeah. an honorable mention about a character from this yeah. this version of it? Desaad. Oh yes, yes, yes. Because Desaad gives all like a whole host of context to you know Step the interactions Wolf. between Steppenwolf and mm-hmm. and Darkseid. You know. Like, There's they're way more there. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it's just like, you know Desaad is the guy that, you know, Darkseid is like, you know, yo, you go deal with this guy. I- I'm not yep. talking directly to this guy. You go deal with this guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what well, I mean? Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so. No, that that's very true because it does add that element of apocalypse too. Mm-hmm. That you're missing because when you see Step over there, like you just like, so why is he here? Why is... And people who don't know mm-hmm. are like, why is this guy? And he's getting his ass trounced every time. Like, why is he even <laughs> like they can't beat him? Yeah, but exactly. then when you see what happens after that, and yeah, you see the side, and you see the only person I didn't see was Caliban. I want to say mm. the son. You know, he may have been in in in, in actual throne room honestly because that scene was very quick. Yeah. So he could have been in yeah. the throne. I. Yeah, he he could have been in that scene honestly, but I was just so focused on Granny Goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was expecting to see like the Furies flanking her, but they weren't. And I was like, okay, so that would have been in something different. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that they had the side, yeah, the side, and the whole way they bring him out in that, like the metal kind of mm-hmm. thing, like the almost like a like a, a tablet, kind, yeah, yeah, like an obelisk kind of thing. He mm-hmm. comes out of yeah, it was yeah, the whole bitch. That's Zack Snyder. You give Zack Snyder money, he gonna spend that whole budget. <laughs> And then some. He 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 gonna have to kick in another hundred thousand because he wanted to play with a camera or something. <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right, so that was our breakdown, discussion, yeah. uh, critique uh, of Justice League. Uh, I I almost said Justice League Dark, but in, in essence, uh, Justice <laughs> yeah. League that's Justice League Snyder Cut. Yeah. Um, if you do go and see it, it is broken up in chapters. You can stop on a chapter. And let you know, like it'll say the chapter's name in, in the beginning of each chapter if you want to watch it. If you want to binge all four hours, go ahead. Um, have something with you. Like, so you can go to the bathroom if you don't want to get up. I don't know if your remote control is broken. That's on you. Cool, mm-hmm. whatever. But it is good. Uh, if you do want to compare it to the original, the original is on uh, HBO Max as well. There's also, like uh, Michael A. pointed out, there's the gray version versus uh, <clears throat> the regular it's just on there, like you just looked them both up, and it's right next to it, mm-hmm. and it's, it looks beautiful as well too. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it, folks. So determine it if you like. We'd like to know your comments, what you thought. Um, Joy has been in here the whole time. Joy Infinity yes. is on there. Thank you so very much, Thanks, Joy. Thank you. She had she only saw a little bit of the movie, and she didn't mm-hmm. care about spoilers because she just wanted to take. I would say go and watch it. Um, like I said, you can break it up however you want. And if you do want, you're feeling brave, go and watch the original and you'll really see the difference between the two because there is a definite difference between the two. So on that note, thank you for joining us, Michael Andrews. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Even though though we had battling t-shirts, Atlantis versus Wakanda. (laughs) It's all good, brother. It's all good. We all drink drink water. That's the important part. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We all drink water. Uh, <laughs> on that note, the gentleman, Michael Williams, do you have any final words for the folks, sir? 
again, as always, be good to each other. Continue to. COVID's still out there. Mask up. Mask up. Stop beating up Asian people. They're not the reason why we're in this situation. Leave them the hell alone. And yeah, that's it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, from myself, um, Antonio Pomares. I think we took leave Asian people alone to a new extent when people didn't even bother to help them when they were getting beat up Mm -hmm. in broad daylight and gruesome people. If you see something like that, help someone. There's never a need. That was disgusting. Utterly fucking disgusting. Yeah. For you to close the door, and that's not your problem. And even on a subway, crowded subway, Mm -hmm. and I realize COVID is a thing and we don't want to touch each other, but if someone's getting beaten up, right there just because they decided to exist and breathe and go they had to go to work or go out for what have you uh-huh. and the people didn't say anything until the man started choking the victim out come on uh-huh. do something say something stand the fuck up yeah it, it, and that's new york come on new york yeah yeah there's never a need for that never stop it stop that shit. it's not no Act right. It's <sighs> I hear you, brother. I hear you. On that note, before I get myself started, because mm-hmm. you know I will. Mm-hmm. Do the best you can with what you got, because it's all you get. Yep. That's it. Um, and like I always say, don't be a dick and don't be a cunt. That's pretty much it, folks. Pretty simple and easy. Good philosophy. That's that's it. All right. Yeah. Um, and go eat something tasty for real. You know. Right. And another thing, y'all y'all motherfuckers love ordering Chinese, but you ain't gonna stand up and help that exactly. person out over there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Word. All right. Word. All right. Cool. Bet. Thank yeah. you. Bet. I hope they pee in your soup for real. Mm-hmm. Just just cause you just because you ordering all hours of the night you, you and your orders be crazy too you coming out with crazy i don't want no onions in, in my white rice what what do, you, what do you do what yes i stole that from that old album i don't care that line is true but why would you i don't understand I, <laughs> that okay cool whatever y'all enjoy your day uh-huh. but make it a good one stand up against the bullshit all right that's right We'll see y'all next time around. Thank you for everyone who has liked, subscribed, shared, watched, commented, um, anything with us. We appreciate it. Stick with us. We're just going to keep doing more. All right. Y'all have a good one. Peace. All right. Peace.